This is Tom Fox. Welcome to a special edition of The Ethics Movement. Over this podcast series, we will highlight some of the speakers from Converge 21, the workshop edition. This will be a fabulous event. In this episode, I visit with Julia Arbery. Julia is a partner at Stone Turn, and we talk about her workshop edition, Demystifying Data and Analytics. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for our continuing series on Converge 21, the workshop edition. Today, I have Julia Arbery from um, Stone Turn, and we're going to talk about her panel, Demystifying Data and Analytics, Leverage What You Have for Effective Risk Management. Julia, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Julia, um, at least the U.S. Department of Justice has now made clear that they want to see companies uh, not only leveraging the data they have in their own organization, but really moving from a concept of risk assessment to continuous monitoring to continuous improvement. I was wondering if you could just give us a, a few of your thoughts on how companies can do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so y- you mentioned the DOJ and the guidance that has been giving around um, being able to continue to monitor your compliance program. Um, and one of the things that we see at Stone Turn is that organizations sometimes are not even aware yet on what kind of information they have within the organization that they can use to, first of all, perform their risk assessment, identify the risks that they, as an organization, are being faced with, but then to also utilize the information that they have within their organization to inform the appropriate actions they want to take, depending on the risk appetite that their leadership has um, and the business that they're getting involved in. So what that means for an organization is to initially you need to think about what kind of industry are you in, um, what kind of customers do you have, who are you working with in terms of third parties, um, who are your business partners, are you using agents, what type of um, legal risks do you face, and then based on that information that you can gather through discussing with um, the key contacts within your organization and the information that you're gathering, to then identify the risks that you are facing. And once you've determined a specific risk, you can then start looking at what information do you have to monitor it and then uh, make appropriate put appropriate controls in place um, to ensure that those risks don't materialize into a bigger issue. Julia, I think uh, most compliance practitioners are certainly aware of the need for a risk assessment, but frankly, I still see or hear a lot really don't know how to conduct a risk assessment. You talked about some of the things you should look at. Should it be a document review? Should it be interviews? Should it be surveys, a variety? Or how would you suggest a compliance practitioner? How would you help a client uh, work through that? Um, It needs to be a variety. uh, And the more that you go under the, the, you know, scratch the surface, the, the more robust your risk assessment is going to be. So first of all, you should be talking to uh, leadership in your organization. You need to really understand the businesses and the, and the business that um, you, you have to then be able to identify what type of risks this business faces. And then after you've discussed with individuals as a starting point, then start reviewing the information available, document review, contracts that are in place, 
um, and uh, you know really look at, at that depending also on the jurisdictions that you are operating in you may have different risks that that you are um, responding to and you need to take that into consideration as well Julie, one of the other things that I think still uh, I don't want to say bedevils uh, that may be too strong but uh, causes concern for compliance practitioners is they get a risk assessment and and they don't understand the risk ranking and they don't understand that they don't have to uh, fix everything at once. They have a list of risk and they need to prioritize that and then move to remediate or um, improve as necessary. Would that be a fair assessment of your approach? Yes, absolutely. And it's really important to educate um, your leadership and the individuals who are then faced in the first line with that risk so that they understand what that means for them. Um, and then also make sure that when you're discussing the different risk levels, so let's say we bucket them in low, medium and high, you know, what does high mean um, for us in our organization? Does it mean that we're not going to go there? Or if we do go there, how can we go there to um reduce the risk, uh, what kind of controls can we put in place and how can we uh, get to the point where we want to be? Or do we say as an organization say, no, we don't want to um, be exposed to that level of risk and we're going to, we're more comfortable in the medium and low risk level. But the organization and the individuals also need to understand that low risk doesn't mean no risk and that even in the low risk area, you still need to be uh, keeping your eyes open. Julia, you said one thing that I thought was incredibly significant when you were talking about how to think through a risk assessment, and that was the compliance practitioner, the CCO, needs to understand the business. I was wondering if you could maybe give a few words on that and explain why really uh, a compliance professional needs to understand the business of their company and not simply compliance. Um, Well, compliance is not a one-shoe-fits-all, and depending on uh, what the nature of your organization is, um, the, the risks will be different. So you really need to be talking to the business people, the frontline people to understand what the business is and what, um, how you can help them with their risk areas that they are facing. It's um, often a push-pull situation. So it's really not just that compliance has to can wait uh, for someone to knock on their door because they have a question, but actually the compliance professional should really be reaching out and engaging with the business leaders uh, and asking for a seat at the table so that they can get involved in the initial business decisions and discussions so that you have compliance by design um, and aren't the one who's only fighting the fires. Julia, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I wanted to thank you for visiting with us today to talk about Converge 21, the workshop edition in your panel, Demystifying Data and Analytics, Leverage What You Have for Effective Risk Management. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing your thoughts uh, at Converge 21, the workshop edition. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. I hope you will plan to join me at Converge 21, the workshop edition. I'm going to link to the registration and information on the event in the show notes. Did I mention best of all, there's no charge for this workshop edition of Converge 21. So check it out. There will be a session or two that I know you'll want to be a part of and learn more about the various topics at Converge 21, the workshop edition. This is Tom Fox. This podcast has been a special production of Conversance, the Ethics Movement.